Our scripture reading is from Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth. Teach it to me, because you are the God who saves me. I put my hope in you all day long. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I was telling the group as we huddled this morning that ordinarily I come out and greet the congregation with Happy New Year on the first Sunday of Advent and I get half the group that looks at me like I've lost my mind. Maybe have an injury that should be checked out at the hospital. Um, But Advent is the first day of a new church year. Our church cycle and calendar begins with Advent. Advent is a season in our lives where we anticipate the coming of Christ. We make room in our hearts and our lives for Christ to come anew. Now when I say to make room for Christ to come, many of you are thinking, didn't he already come like first century AD? We have all these stories about it. He did. But we also believe he's returning. That the story is not completely over and it's not ended yet. We believe he will return, a second coming. And at that time, the kingdom of God will be fully fulfilled and all will be made as it should be. But Advent every year gives us the opportunity to make room in our hearts for Christ to come right now and right here. The theme of the first Sunday of Advent is hope. I don't know about you, but I could use some hope in my life. We live in an incredibly divided culture where we are ugly and snarky and hateful and mean to one another. From social media to newscasts to family gatherings we just had this week to workplace and neighborhoods, we can be cruel to one another. There's so much violence and injustice and unfairness and disparity, and it feels overwhelming. How do we do anything about that? We're still dealing with an epidemic. Just this week, we've begun to hear about the Omicron variant of the pandemic. Many of you, myself included, anticipated that the pandemic would last a couple of months or so, and here we are approaching a couple of years, and we're still dealing with it. We're experiencing that in our church, in our city, in our world, in our denomination, and it all feels so overwhelming. We could use a little hope. Our first reading this morning from the prophet Jeremiah was that promise that God would send a Messiah. God would send a Savior who would make it right. Now the Jewish people had to hold on to that promise for more than 400 years. I don't know about you, but when I hold those 400 years up against the time period we've been in, I am humbled. But I'm also inspired I'm inspired that they were able to hold on to that hope, to pass it from generation to generation, to not lose their hope and to still believe that God is faithful, that God will do what God has promised. Now, there were those among the Jewish people who lost their hope, who said, you know, a 
another king out of the line of David who's going to come and set us free and make everything right. And that utopia it was supposed to be when the word first came to Moses and we moved into the promised land and it was all going to be great. Well, it was a great idea. But my experience tells me, my reason and logic tells me, all that I've experienced tells me it's not going to happen. We need to accept that. And let me tell you, that was absolutely reasonable. They'd been conquered by Assyria, conquered by Babylon, under Persian rule. Then they emerged and were under Greek and Roman rule. When are we ever going to be out from under all that we're experiencing? But there were those who held the hope. No, no, I believe God is faithful. I will not give up my hope that God will do what God has promised. We live in a world where so many have given up hope. Hope we can ever make things right. And you and I can be that remnant that holds on to hope. It says, I believe God will do what God has promised. And I will hold on until I see it come to pass. And there were those who did. It's the story of Christmas. Shepherds. A little couple giving birth in very humble circumstances. A choir of angels. Persian magi who came. The story of Christmas is hope being fulfilled. It's interesting to me that in our tradition, hope is the four Sundays before Christmas. Many of you know that I enjoy the Celtic Christian tradition. And in the Celtic Christian tradition, the season of Advent is 40 days before Christmas in the same way that Lent is 40 days before Easter. So we've already started observing Advent in the Celtic tradition. It's also not a time of feasting. It's a time of fasting and preparation. You give up something to make room for Christ to come anew. Our sermon series during the time of Advent is room in the end, making room for the holy. That's what hope can help us do. And it's also how we spread hope to others. We have to make room in our hearts and lives for that hope to be born. We've been living in so much anxiety and anxiety will overwhelm and it will push out your hope. But if we can make room for some hope to be born in us, it can take root. And then the other things that we experience at Advent, peace and love and joy, can help that to take root and bloom and become overflowing. Instead of overflowing anxiety, we can overflow hope. One of my very favorite psalms comes a couple after the one we have read today, Psalm 27. The psalmist says, I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Not just after I'm gone, but in the land of the living. I believe there are good things on the other side of what we're experiencing. The story and the testimony of Scripture is that there are dark and challenging times. But there's always the light of God. Jesus was the light of the world, and it just takes a little bit of light 
to dispel the darkness. All we have to do is give a little crack for the light to come in. Make a little room and that light will flood the room. All we have to do is hold tenaciously to our hope. So if we're making room for hope, if we're giving up something for Christ to come anew, what might we give up? Let me make a few suggestions and trust that the Holy Spirit will lead you to discover what it is that you might need to clear out, brush away, dust off and move to make room for hope to be born in you. Maybe it is the hope of finding the absolute perfect gift for everyone on your list. Maybe you buy something meaningful and kind that you think they will love, but you accept that it may not be the greatest gift in the whole world. Maybe you give up on competing with other family members to shop similarly. Maybe you give up on attending every single holiday gathering and running yourself to death. Maybe you give up on materialism. Maybe you give up on gaining all the Advent weight we gain from all those parties. Maybe you give up anxiety and hurry. Maybe you choose to make room to be still. Scripture says, be still and know that I am God. Maybe what you need this Advent is to be still a little more, to hear that still small voice of God that will bring hope to you. Whatever it is the Holy Spirit leads you to move out or move around to make room in your inn for the holy to come anew. I hope that the first gift you receive this Advent is the gift of hope. Let's pray. Gracious and almighty God, you are the God of hope. Over and over in the stories of Scripture, in the stories of your first followers, in the history of the church, and even in the history of our lives, every dark and challenging moment has been followed with the breaking of the dawn of light. You are our light. You are the source of love. You are the God who is faithful, who can do more than we can ask or imagine. You are the hope on which we hang our promises. Come to us afresh and anew. Rekindle our hope. For you are faithful. Amen.